Hello members, thank you for tuning in to this webinar discussing the Pennsylvania Department of Community and Economic Development, also known as DCED. I'm going to give a brief overview of the agency, its mission, its budget, some important programs within the agency, and finally, a few recent key pieces of legislation. Let's begin with the Secretary of DCED. Secretary Rick Seeger was confirmed as Governor Shapiro's Secretary of the Department of Community and Economic Development on May 3rd, 2023. Secretary Seeger has said he is committed to helping small businesses thrive, spurring innovation, and increasing opportunities in communities across Pennsylvania to make our state a leader in growth and innovation. Prior to serving as the Secretary of DCED, Rick was Chief of Staff and Senior Advisor to the President of Carnegie Mellon University and led CMU's growth strategy at the Hazelwood Green, a former industrial site in Allegheny County. He also served multiple roles in President Obama's administration, including as Chief of Staff at the White House Office of Science and Technology Policy. Rick was born and raised in Pittsburgh and hold a Bachelor's of Arts in Political Science from Columbia University. DCED as it exists today was created in 1996 through legislation that combined the Department of Commerce and the Department of Community Affairs into one agency to be known as the Department of Community and Economic Development. DCED's mission statement is to encourage the shared prosperity of all Pennsylvanians by supporting good stewardship and sustainable development initi initiatives across our Commonwealth. They propose they achieve this by keeping an eye towards diversity and inclusiveness, acting as advisors and advocates, and providing strategic technical assistance, training, and financial resources to help communities and industries across Pennsylvania flourish. DCED maintains several, seven regional offices around the state with locations in Erie, Pittsburgh, Harrisburg, Lewisburg, Scranton, Allentown, and Philadelphia. DCED's budget for fiscal year 2023-24 was approved at $481 million. Over the last five years, the department's budget has steadily grown from $179,836,000 to where it stands today at $481 million. This is an increase of 63% over the past five years, with the largest increases coming over the last two fiscal years. Some of the largest increases in the last two fiscal years have come from increases to various grant programs, such as the Keystone Communities Program, as well as increases in the General Government Operations Line and funding to support workforce development. Next, we'll look at staffing levels at DCED. Since 2019, the authorized positions at DCED have increased from 338 to 417, with the biggest increase coming between fiscal years 2022-23 and fiscal year 2023-24. Vacant positions have fluctuated in the 70-person range and currently sit at 75, while filled positions have steadily increased since 2019 and currently sit at 342. Next, we'll examine some of the major programs in DCED. The first we'll look at is the Commonwealth Financing Authority, also known as the CFA. The CFA was established in 2004 under Governor Ed Rendell to administer Pennsylvania's economic stimulus, stimulus packages. The CFA is an independent agency within DCED and holds fiduciary responsibility over the funding of programs and investments in Pennsylvania's economic growth. The CFA consists of seven board members. Four are legislative appointees with each caucus getting one appointee, and the other three are the Secretary of DCED, the Secretary of the Office of the Budget, and the Secretary of the Department of Banking and Securities. 
The board meets bi-monthly or when special meetings are called to approve a multitude of grant and loan awards throughout the year. Each vote requires five affirmative votes, with the four legislative appointees all having to vote yes for a vote to succeed. The CFA operates multiple popular competitive grant programs. This includes programs like the Local Share Account, which is funded by gaming revenues, Act 13 programs, which include the Greenways, Trails, and Recreation Program, the Watershed Restoration Protection Program, the Flood Mitigation Program, and several other programs, all funded by a portion of the Marcellus Shale Legacy Fund. The Multimodal Transportation Fund, which exists to improve transportation assets, pedestrian safety, and transit revitalization, and water and sewer programs like the recently awarded H2O PA and small water and sewer programs that were funded with federal ARPA dollars. The next two programs we're going to look at are the Keystone Innovation Zone and the Keystone Opportunity Zone programs, also known as the KIZ and KOZ programs. The KIZ program is aimed at fostering innovation and entrepreneurial opportunities by aligning the resources of educational institutions and the private sector. The KIZ program contains an incentive tax credit program to for-profit companies within specific industries within the boundaries of a Keystone Innovation Zone. The tax credit contributes to the ability of the new KIZ companies to transition through the stages of growth. There are 29 KIZs located throughout Pennsylvania, covering 39 of our 67 counties. The tax credit has a total pool of $15 million annually and is estimated to have helped create over 11,600 jobs. The KOZ program provides certain state and local tax abatement to businesses and residents located in certain designated areas, aimed at developing abandoned, unused, and underutilized land and buildings into productive business districts and residential areas. The KOZ program exempt, exempts those within a KOZ from taxes such as the corporate net income tax, personal income tax, sales and use tax, earned income tax, and the property tax. Since its inception in 1998, it's estimated to have created over 7,300 jobs. DCED also operates the Educational Improvement Tax Credit, known as EITC, and the Opportunity Scholarship Tax Credit, known as OTSC. The EITC provides tax credits to eligible businesses for contributions to a scholarship organization, an educational improvement organization, or a pre-kindergarten scholarship organization. The OSTC provides tax credits to eligible businesses for contributions to an Opportunity Scholarship Organization, which in turn provides tuition assistance in the form of scholarships to eligible students residing within the boundaries of a low-achieving school to attend another public school outside of their district or a non-public school. The Keystone Communities Program also known as KCP, is designed to encourage the creation of partnerships between the public and private sectors that jointly support local initiatives. This support could be for the growth and stability of neighborhoods and communities, social and economic diversity, or a strong and secure quality of life. The program allows communities to tailor the assistance to meet the needs of its specific revitalization effort. There are two aspects of the KCP. First is the competitive grant program, there are several different grant categories within the KCP. Planning grants are available to address a particular need within a community, undertake a study relevant to an identified need, or study the results of implementing a specific activity. Implementation grants are available to assist designated KCP communities in implementing critical components of their approved five-year strategy.
Facade grants are available to stimulate private investment in properties, foster an attractive environment, and preserve the architectural heritage of properties and communities. Development grants are available to fund a wide variety of physical improvements. Public improvement grants are available to assist communities in a variety of development projects to help eliminate decline, provide gap financing, and assist in emergency efforts to recover from a natural disaster. Finally, accessible housing grants are available to undertake accessibility improvements to housing units for people with permanent physical disabilities. The second aspect of the KCP is a designation program. This program offers communities the opportunity to designate areas of a municipality or region for targeted investment and development for a period of five years. The designations include Keystone Main Street, which has a focus on downtown and commercial districts, Keystone Elm Street, which has a focus on residential areas and neighborhoods adjacent to the community's downtown or commercial district, Keystone Enterprise Zone, which has a focus on deteriorated, distressed, and blighted industrial or manufacturing areas of a community, and finally, Keystone Community, which has an alternative approach allowing for inclusion of one or more aspects of the previously designated options. Finally, I'll highlight the Neighborhood Assistance Program, also known as the NAP. The NAP is a tax credit program aimed at encouraging businesses to invest in projects which improve distressed areas. These projects must serve a distressed area or support neighborhood conservation and fall under one of the following categories, affordable housing, community services, crime prevention, education, job training, or neighborhood assistance. This program is intended to benefit low-income populations, and the program clearly stipulates that projects must not result in the displacement or forced relocation of low-income individuals or households. There are four different buckets under the umbrella of the NAP. They include the Neighborhood Assistance Program itself, which as we discussed, aims to assist projects addressing neighborhood and community problems in low-income or distressed areas. The Neighborhood Partnership Program, which is for larger scale projects and must operate for at least five years and be guided by an established revitalization or strategic plan and an advisory committee. The Special Program Priorities, which is for projects that demonstrate a significant impact on specific needs in a distressed area and is based on collaboration and partnerships. And the Charitable Food Program, which is for projects that assist food banks, pantries, and other emergency food providers who service a target population in a distressed area. Next, I'd like to go over legislation involving DCED that's come up this session. One of the biggest changes to affect DCED came within the passage of House Bill 1300, the Fiscal Code for Fiscal Year 2023-24. In this bill was language creating a new grant program called the Public School Facility Improvement Grant Program. This program was funded at $100 million and will be managed by the Commonwealth Financing Authority. The intent of this program is to allow schools to receive grant funding for facilities improvements such as roof repairs, HVAC upgrades, plumbing upgrades, health and safety upgrades, accessibility projects, and other similar projects. Senate Bill 497 passed the Senate and the House and is currently awaiting Senate confirmation on House amendments. Senate Bill 497 creates the Max Manufacturing Initiative Fund, another grant program to be managed by DCED aimed at issuing grants for specialized equipment, infrastructure, and integrated systems for use by universities and private entities, public partner, public-private public partnerships, contracting authorities, and nonprofit organizations conducting or facilitating advanced manufacturing to support industrial processes, mining manufacturing, 
production agriculture, and biotechnology. House Bill 775 has passed the House and is awaiting action in the Senate. Blighted property falls under DCED, and HB 775 would allow municipalities to create blighted and vacant property registration programs and impose penalties on property owners who don't bring their property into compliance. Sticking with the theme of blighted property, House Bill 1062 also passed the House and is awaiting action in the Senate. HB 1062 would create the Property Maintenance Code Violations Registry to be managed by DCED. This registry would help municipalities keep track of blighted property in their effort to remediate blight and identify property owners who own multiple blighted properties throughout the state. House Bill 1216, which has also passed the House and is awaiting action in the Senate, aims to help municipalities find and apply for state grants. This bill would create the Municipal Grant Assistance Program to be managed by DCED. HB 1216 would be dependent on a future appropriation by the legislature to be operational. Finally, the last piece of legislation I'll highlight is House Bill 842. HB 842 has passed the House and is awaiting action in the Senate. This legislation would create a freestanding act known as the Clawback Act. This act would require new state contracts for grants or loans to include language that stipulates circumstances in which the state may require the grant or loan to be repaid. HB 842 aims to cut back on misuse of taxpayer dollars and ensure the goals of grant and loan programs are being met. This concludes our examination of the Pennsylvania Department of Community and Economic Development. Thank you for listening, and if you have further questions, please don't hesitate to reach out and contact the Appropriations Committee.